This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. So welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today. Um, We are just really excited to have you on the show Um, because one of the things that we want to do with this this radio show is we want to provide a platform for, you know, a real wide range of support and interventions and just kind of like knowledge sharing, really, about the things that impact on our, our well-being, you know, and, and there's such a lot of things out there that people can access. And it seems to me that, you know, from reading about and hearing about the work that you do, it just feels really, it's very specialist. It seems very sensitive, um, but extremely, extremely important. Um, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, just to sort of kick things off, Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, kind of how you got into this line of work. And do do feel free to say hello to everyone as well. <laughs> hello, hello everyone. Thank you for having, thank you for having me both, and thank you for providing the platform. It is it is so important. We can all raise each other up. Definitely. Um, and providing this platform is is a wonderful thing. So yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I have always been quite a sensitive person. Um, I always knew that I wanted to help people Um, and I trained in a lot of different modalities before I found modalities that I work with now Um, and I'm very passionate about people being able to move through challenging times and about creating an environment where you can challenge you can you can experience your challenging emotions enough that you can actually process them um and i think there's there's a space in uh in in, for all of us to talk about things um there's a space for the body i think there's a space for the body to be able to process um and there's a space for the emotions to to process so sort of thought emotions and the body and I think if you can find and create a space where perhaps all those things are being accessed especially for for when we're feeling our sensitivity then you can enhance yourself to move through forward through things um, and also if you work with clients to help them move through Um, and I was always as I said always quite a sensitive human being who would disconnect from things that were overwhelming and not be able to process them um, and lived in quite a disconnected place for, for a very, very many years. Feelings were just too, too much to bear. It was easier to disconnect from them. Um, and uh, I've certainly been on a, on a personal growth journey to come back in again to, to be able to feel my own feelings and build a bigger container to hold them and find emotional resilience. Um, and I think it's really, really important if you have experienced challenging times, and let's face it, we've all just been through a pandemic, we've all experienced an extremely challenging time. Yeah. Um, if you've experienced trauma and challenging times to be able to have tools to be able to help yourself with that um, I don't think there's one way you can feel better I think there's there's many ways that we can help ourselves but I'm particularly interested in tools that help us process 
what is challenging and helps us safely feel our feelings. Because when we can feel our feelings and we feel safe about that, we can move through them. Okay, I'm just, I just want to know everything. It's just really exciting kind of like listening to you because so much of what you said really fits, Claire, doesn't it, with, with our approach at 3B, you know, kind of it's all in there, you know, with our kind of phrases like one size does not fit all. So it's, you know, it's about finding what works for you and, and you, you do, you have to try things, don't you? Um, and then obviously you, you're talking there about emotions, which we, we really want to ask you about in a little while, because that's that's really uh, important. How did you yourself kind of come to to actually deliver this work that you do now? Um, yeah, so so my specialty, um, I, I'm, I'm a special I'm a tra I'm trauma is my geekdom. I, I'm really intellectually very fascinated by by trauma. I've, I've got, you know, a pile of this high of trauma books of, you know, constantly learning and shifting and changing about that. Um, uh, but my, my specialism within trauma is complex PTSD and particularly supporting survivors of emotional abuse and narcissistic abuse. Um, those can be people who have uh, narcissistic family members um, and the damage that causes is, uh, is just phenomenal, the damage that causes to the, to the psyche or those who've been in relationship with somebody who is narcissistic. Um, I was uh, in a long term covert narcissistic relationship for, for well over sort of 15 years um, and it is a slow dismantling of the psyche of the of the victim. Um, it is uh, you are sl very slowly pulled apart, a bit like um, uh, uh, a lobster being being put in the in the pot, and you warmed up with the water, and everything feels really nice, and you feel okay, and you're sort of quite sleepy, and everything's everything's good in life, and it all appears really wonderful. And then the heat gets gradually turned up and you don't really wake up until you're boiling, until you're dying. And there's a real emotional death often that comes with it. Um, and uh, my, my own journey of, re of recovery from that um, has, has, been, has been long and it is a bumpy road and it's not a linear thing. It is a big old fat squiggle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is it is entirely possible to to recover from this kind of complex trauma. Um, and it's a very hidden trauma, I think, in society. There are a huge amount of people like me. I'm an intelligent, educated middle class woman, essentially. And I was abused for years. There are there. And I work with countless um, people in the same position, Main, mainly women, because I think I attract women. That doesn't say that this doesn't happen to men. Um, but I, it seems to be the, the client base that I attract. Um, just yeah, countless numbers of women who, who, on the surface, the life appears wonderful. The background is there's no physical bruises. It's it's not often not accompanied by physical abuse, but the psychological torture is huge. So it's a combination of gaslighting, intermittent reinforcement. Um, uh, real stonewalling, uh, destruction of just the, the person and isolation from friends and family. Um, and it is very insidious and very, very cleverly done by uh, a lot of abusers. Um, and it, it, take, it takes it out of people. It's interesting, isn't it? Because some of the terminology that you share there, you know, you're talking about trauma, PTSD, you know, the term abuse itself I think historically we've tended to associate those terms with um you know particular I don't know actions or particular behaviors particular interpretation if we look at something like PTSD I think people tend to associate it with with soldiers with war yes. or someone who's been in a, a a bad kind of physical accident or and I think do you think that we're kind of these words are becoming more kind of well known or that we're starting to understand them better are they becoming more in, in kind of our everyday sort of terminology what's your experience of that do you think yes and there's a there's a lot of I think over the when we've when we've had huge wars world world wars that happen there's always a flurry of activity 
um, around those wars where um, suddenly more research will be will be done on trauma. So the First World War, Second World War, uh, more modern warfare, and it has certainly led to intense activity. But I think now um, trauma is more openly talked about. Mental health in general is more openly talked about and it's more acceptable to, you know, mental illness to to be talked about. So I think there's there's more information out there. But I think an understanding of the difference between sort of classic PTSD and complex PTSD and how complex PTSD isn't necessarily where you'd have a flashback of a vision of seeing something, but you would have a flashback and emotion, a deeply hijacking emotional flashback where you are just taken in the moment and you're quite often quite incapacitated in the moment because something has triggered you, something has triggered you. And it can be the tone of voice, someone's tone of voice. It can be that phrase, that repeated phrase or something is just said or done or happens, even a smell, you know, it can be anything can take you back into that unprocessed trauma. As I was talking about, originally about the it's finding tools to help people to be able to process that so the hijacks no longer exist um a lot of people are utterly utterly crippled by these by these flashbacks and it can be from childhood but it can also you can also come from adulthood so what you're talking about there emotions i mean really it really fits with things from my past i i can really um I'm touching base with things that you're saying and you're talking about there. With emotions, having been called too sensitive, you know, and things like no. that. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> We're all in the same group, which is great. I love that. <laughs> you know, that this is it. We want the too sensitive group coming together. But those emotions, those feelings, people very often run away from them at what you're really saying it sounds like is actually well you can't when that happens you're really in it there is nowhere for you to run to you can't get away from it because of that trauma you're in it and and feeling all of the things all over again but also feeling stuck Mm -hmm. is that what is that what you mean Mm. stuck and and like high and hijacked so the the intensity of the emotion is overwhelming and the, the the human being is 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 stuck in it, and often un, unable to. You know, you've gone past the point you can think your way out of it. You're just in the intensity. So, I, at my view, road rage is a, is a classic example of that. The, mm-hmm. the, that unprocessed rage within the the human organism yeah. is it, it comes surging up, um, and when and when we got this unprocessed I always like the the metaphor of holding beach balls underwater you know it takes an awful lot of energy to hold a beach ball underwater and if you've got a few of those you're extending all that energy to keep that and sometimes it's too much and the beach ball just pops up and it's it overwhelms the human um, and it's too much. And I think, so, I mean, great analogy. Yeah, I've heard that before. And I think I think everybody can access that as well as an analogy. Like you say, if there's too many, you can't hold them all under. But actually, yeah, the amount of energy that you're spending just even trying to do that probably stops you doing other things. And that obviously can be why people feel shattered at the end of a day and things like that. And, and maybe don't realise that that's why, you know, because they've been through something like that something that we talk about within emotional wealth is about understanding our emotions but actually trying to keep control on them that the emotion shouldn't control us it's about us learning to control them and act from a place of of safety and come at it from when we've processed that emotion ourselves in your instance there that wouldn't be able to they wouldn't be able to do that but what your work does I'm presuming is helping them to sort that trauma so that this doesn't become debilitating for them moving forward so actually if that emotion does come up that maybe you know maybe it's just the one beach ball and there are they are able to hold it until a safe space opens up that they can just let it go and 
and deal with it then does that is that right I think it's it's about I think when when we've experienced traumatic events for most of us really challenge challenging things and it can be the drip acid drip feed of small t traumas or it can be big life events like a plane crash or you know something something like that when we've when we've experienced those things a lot of the time especially if you're a child it's too much to process and you just you disconnect from it um and the disc and the disconnection keeps us safe it keeps us safe and it keeps us able to function and there's nothing wrong with it. I think a lot, a lot of people who've experienced trauma, there's a there's a huge amount of shame attached to it. I should have coped better. I should have been able to do this. Um, I'm an intelligent middle class woman. I should have realised this was happening to me. You know, all all these all these things. Um, and there's often a huge amount of shame attached to our trauma responses. But all our physiology and our psychology is trying to do is keep us safe. Mm. Um, so when we've got all these, these unprocessed beach balls, um, it is a matter of finding the right help. And as I said, this, I, I agree, we're in agreement. There's no one way it's finding the right help to be able to find a safe space to process those emotions so that the next time you meet that trigger, cause you will, cause life will come up and bite you on the bum. The next time you meet that trigger, your, your container's a bit bigger. You process some of the fizz out of the bottle. And even though the, the trigger might be coming towards you, you're no longer hijacked by it. Mm-hmm. And it might be uncomfortable. I, I, I met one of my triggers at, at the weekend and it was really uncomfortable, but I wasn't completely incapacitated and hijacked by it. I was able to be in the knowledge that, yeah, this is this is a challenging emotion for me. This this hurts. This hurts me. Mm. But I'm not incapacitated and unable to cope anymore. Um, and I think that's the difference that makes the difference. And, uh, you know, hopefully the next time I meet that trigger, it will hurt a little less than the next time. I think healing. This is the thing I, was, I, I wanted to write down before we started. Healing to me is a spiral. It's a spiral pathway. So we we come along, we hit a bump in the road in the spiral. Something happens to us, something challenging and, and too much to process at the time happens to us. And we start our personal development journey, get some therapy or do whatever it is that we do. And we process a bit, bit more of it. And then we come round again on the spiral. And you're like, oh, I'm, meet, I'm meeting this again? Really? I've got to do some more? I thought I dealt with this. And yeah. you, you deal with the next layer and then you come around and, you know, there's, there's, there's no, there's no end to the spiral. We just get, we get deeper learnings each time. We expand our container each time and we, we're more able to cope each time. Um, that, I mean, that's just, you know, it's a great way of thinking about it. I love this spiral. Something that means to have come across before with our clients is, is exactly what you've just said. I thought I dealt with this. <laughs> I thought I've done this I've, I've already dealt with it I've put it to bed and it's like why why am I not dealing with it why is this coming up again for me but what, what you're saying is this spiral you know actually you've you're growing your container so you're making that container bigger each time so actually you are dealing with it it's just you're dealing with little bits of it each time yeah yeah I, I love I love the way you phrase that I really do that's just it's like set a light bulb off in my head Me I mean we've always talked about emotions and they have an impact on your mental well-being exactly what you're saying there it's going to isn't it it's going to have a huge impact on your mental health if if you can't if you're not building that bigger box for your emotions to sit in if you're not dealing with with the little bits each time it comes around mm-hmm. and the, and the emotions are you you're going to keep the, we're human organisms we're out in the world we're, we're going to meet the grumpy person at the bus stop we're you know we're going to we're going to have to deal with this that and t'other you know it's it's going to come back and 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 life is about feeling emotions it's not the Instagram world it's not the Facebook world you know it's 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 not that it is often really really challenging 
And but we we are designed as human organisms to process and move through trauma. We have the capacity to do that. Um, and I'm really passionate about us finding that in whatever way. You know, if, if your if your way is to is to go and walk in the woods and hug a tree, great, great. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your way is. Mm. It's about finding that space where you can keep building and keep getting stronger. That's really reassuring, I think, for people listening to know that it is in our human capacity to be able to do that. What is it that can you share? Do you mind sharing maybe one thing that you've done to to build that? to build that emotional resilience to make that container that bit bigger so I keep going back to that because I love the analogy of it mm. what is it that you've done that's helped you to yeah make your container that bigger I think it was finding it was finding tools where I could start to really feel my emotions these this pain that I blocked off being in an abusive relationship for so long I was so disconnected from feeling and my facade was so strong. Um, Coming back into relationship with myself again, because I think my my sensitivity is also my gift. It makes makes me a good therapist. Because of that sensitivity, I can connect in with my my clients really easily. But it also meant that the the depth of the the feeling was whew, that was a that was a lot so coming into feeling again was a real journey for me um and my cortisol had been up here for years had just been a, you know a ridiculous space and i was really disconnected from my body so a lot of the uh, really life-changing work I've done is to come back into relationship with really feeling again. Um, and a lot of the work I do with the trauma release exercises teaching that I do is we park the story. It's not about stories. Stories parked at the door. We honour it if it comes up, but that's not the journey. The journey is can you feel can you feel your body? Can you feel yourself? Can you find your feet? A lot of people can't can't find the bodies. It's it, there's an absolute line they cannot feel, um, and it's magical when you do because suddenly, oh, I'm here. I've whew, I've landed. I can I can feel again. I can feel I can feel my body and my container is suddenly this strong grounded space where it hadn't been before, um, and introducing people to that then is yeah that's that's the one of the huge joys as well and it's about building joy back into your lives because abusers steal your joy they steal it they steal it they take it away so it's about building that joy back in of of I can I can feel and I can help other people feel too I think Kate just picking up on oh I want to pick up on so many things that you said um I think like Claire I think it is it does feel very reassuring listening to you actually because it feels like like one of the premises that we work from you know because like our background is 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 coaching Mm -hmm. you know and and kind of we we come from the premise within coaching of you know the 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 person has all the resources within them already Mm -hmm. you know to kind of deal with whatever it is they need to deal with and Mm -hmm. you know and to kind of to to know what that next action is it's just that they can't see it right now or they can't they can't feel it because there's all this other stuff going on and I think it strikes me that what you're doing is so many different things you know you're creating spaces and you use the word kind of safety there a lot which is so vital to to any kind of process that we're working through and we're talking about our mental well-being our emotional well-being um but just from a practical point of view I think you know it's kind of like giving time to it giving you know energy and and you know and, and with our three b's you know it's kind of one of them is is about breathe it's about giving space and time and as you say kind of bringing that into the foreground because i think what we tend to do is sort of have these things as a bit of an afterthought because we're, we're, we're getting on with the doing of life aren't we you know it's kind of other things take precedent and this stuff almost feels like a luxury to do you know it's something nice to do extra except what it is I think what I'm beginning to well not really beginning to realize I think I've always really known it it's just that I feel more validated in thinking it is that it's fundamental you know we we, as you say we can't bring that joy back in in the way that we need to 
if we're not working on these things and um yeah I I love so so, I've written down loads of things that you were saying one of them was about feeling your sensitivity you know kind of like owning Mm. that sensitivity that seems to me to be really key to the process and you mentioned about you know, actually, because we're recording this kind of at the minute, you know, sort of on camera and, and you did a thing with your kind of your hands where you were sort of like separating your head from your body. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with with the work of Mark Walsh and his embodiment. Oh, I know Mark. I know Mark. I've met Mark. You know Mark. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he was on a training I was teaching on. <laughs> well, I don't know him personally, but I've, I've kind of been following his work for years. But he refer- has this phrase, doesn't he, about um, it's, you, it's not uh, your body's not just a brain taxi. Yeah. Which, I, which I really, really love. And I think that's a really great kind of image for people to sort of get hold of because, you know, although we're sort of mental well-being, we always say kind of like mind and body are connected. And it is, you know, it is. It's about your physiology. It's about sort of what's going on with you. And the clues are there, aren't they? You know, um, it's just about learning to sort of listen in and what to what to put our attention on and I think ordinarily what we're sort of programmed to do if you like is to sort of right no that's uncomfortable push that out the way you know I'm going to kind of get on with this um but actually what we're talking about here is like I say it's fundamental stuff it's crucial stuff it's actually the thing that's going to make the biggest difference for you sort of in your life and I loved what you were saying about you know getting back in touch with your body um what would you say to people that might be kind of listening who think oh this all sounds a bit hippie this all <laughs> sounds a bit you know kind of, yeah, hug a tree I'm not doing that you know what what's you know do you get that do you get people kind of like unsure how, how does it work yeah I yes but I think I think with um with the nervous system we all have a nervous system we all have a constant biofeedback between the body and the head as mark says it's not a brain taxi there's it is a constant conversation and i always like to frame it in terms of the whole human organism so the two aren't connected at all it's a constant conversation And if your body doesn't feel safe, if you are living in a home where you don't feel safe. So with with me, it was in a very covert way. I it would just touch wasn't a safe thing for me. It wasn't I wasn't abused or hit. So there was the cognitive dissonance of I don't feel safe, but I don't quite understand why I don't feel safe either. Um, but I just know that it, I, it, something's not right, that deep sense of something's not right, which I ignored and pushed away because my brain was saying, oh, but we're nice and we're middle class and we're lovely and we're intelligent and educated and everything's fantastic. But my body was screaming, I'm not safe, I'm not safe, I'm not safe. Um, and those kinds of conversations about the nervous system people get, people get not feeling safe. People understand not feeling safe. None of us, well, not none of us, very many of us did not feel safe in the pandemic. We were taught in the pandemic that human contact was unsafe. Mm -hmm. When actually we are are biologically designed to connect and touch each other. Um, And a lot of what I teach is polyvagally informed. So Stephen Porges's work about the vagus nerve, this, this sense of safety and danger in the body the vagus is like the alternative spinal cord but for the organs so it's all about your heart your lungs your gut your face your head your neck your eyes your ears and if we don't feel safe you will get messages from that and people people understand and and get that so a lot of men especially the work I do the trauma release work I do are very he was woke Go to, don't do touchy feely. Uh, having no truck with touchy feely at all are very attracted to TRE because they get it because it's nervous system. You're down regulating the nervous system, so you can you can talk in those terms and people really really get it. Um, but it's also deeply innate. It's our innate mechanism for healing. I think Kate, what you were saying there, I think 
hopefully will resound with people this thing about where people go it, it was a gut feeling that mm. I wasn't safe and like you were saying your body's screaming I'm not safe enough but in your head you're rationalizing things and actually I do think people need to go okay well you can rationalize but if something within you is going this isn't say this is wrong there's something wrong there actually we need to listen to that mm. that is coming from somewhere like you were just saying and we might not know where it's coming from but we it's really important for us to learn to listen to that isn't it because mm. it's coming from somewhere we're getting it's bypassing maybe our conscious mind is going into our unconscious or it's going into our vagus whatever system the there is something that's giving us that sort of like vibe isn't there I don't think that's hippie at all I think that's a very no it's it's nervous system it's it's yeah. the nervous system so we we all will know people in life that we meet and we immediately feel really comfortable with them everything just feels nice and you relax and your body starts to to let go and you you feel safe and it's it's okay to open up and everything feels good and you know they're the bagel superstars they're the people like I know Barack Obama they're the people who walk into a room and everyone lights up and it feels safe and it's good and it's okay but but the reverse there are the people we just meet in life and everything about them doesn't feel safe and even though you might not be using the word safe in your head you're suddenly on edge and something doesn't feel okay in their nervous system. Your nervous system is constantly reading another person's. And suddenly you don't feel that. And you were describing about coming home at the end of the day and feeling exhausted. Maybe you've been around unsafe, exhausting people all day. Or maybe, maybe public transport is exhausting for you because being up close with all those other nervous systems is, is too much for you, is, is dysregulating. You know, may, maybe it's that it's, it, you know, that the, these are the signals that that we're ignoring. But if we, we can work with the body and build safety back and start to regulate the nervous system for the client, then again, the containers got bigger and you're and you're less triggered and you're less exhausted because you've let the body heal itself. It's fascinating, isn't it? So it really, it's just, is. really. I just, I'm just kind of going. Oh, I need to ask more questions, but yeah, I feel like we need a whole podcast series with you, Kelly. Thank you. It is fascinating. Definitely want to speak to you again. Kelly. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think it seems to me that it's it's yeah. I loved what you were saying there about how you kind of addressed that question when I was and I was kind of being devil's advocate there, you know, because obviously, yeah, it's 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 neuroscience. It's science. It's it's. You know, but it's also kind of, you know, I think we're learning a lot more about this stuff. And I think for me, it's naive of us to have thought all this time, you know, that, you know, we can kind of intellectualize our way out of problems. What you said at the beginning, you know, you, we, we can't. And as a big thinker myself, you know, I kind of live in my head an awful lot. I'm very conscious that, you know, it's about kind of, you know, what, what we do next, you know, what action am I taking, but what, yeah, what am I doing with my body? And I, I, I'm still kind of working on that sort of, as you say, I love this idea. It's, it's a whole organism. They're not connected. It's just, it just is, it's one whole. I'm really going to take that on board. Actually. I think that's, that's really helpful. Um, it feels like, everything that you're doing is extremely practical and you know it's moving people you know into into different spaces and 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 it's challenging but as you say in a in a safe way Mm. and and that that you're that you're putting them back in they're in the driving seat you know as we said before they have the resources what are the sorts of kind of tools techniques can you give an example of a couple of things that you might do with people you know in a workshop session Mm. So I'm re- when we when we've experienced traumatic times, regardless of it, and, and, and I work to the model of trauma that is anything that overwhelms us. When we are overwhelmed, we stop functioning or we stop functioning effectively. Um, and when clients have experienced that, particularly if they've they've gone in, if they've gone into a freeze or a disconnect, there's an extreme disempowerment that happens there. So I, I'm very passionate about teaching clients tools that empower them, that, that teach them. So anything that a client works, learns with me in session, they can take away to use for themselves. 
anything that they do with me in session can be a sophisticated therapy tool in in the moment but it's also deep self-care and I'm really really passionate about this so the the two main modalities that I work I'm I'm a psychologist but additional additionally to that the two main um, modalities I work with are emotional freedom techniques EFT tapping um, which I'm very passionate about, extremely passionate about all I do. I'm very passionate about EFT. Because, to be passionate. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It create and you know it create EFT creates that environment for the client to be able to safely process a traumatic story, feeling, event, limiting belief. Um, and when you've learned to use it properly, um, there's a lot of unregulated tapping out there that is sort of what I call happy clappy tapping, where it's all just nice. And you say a few positive affirmations and it's all lovely. That's quite nice in the moment, but it will not bring you, not move you through a challenging uh, emotion. So I think EFT creates that ability to hold space for ourselves. I can hold space for I'm angry about this right now and you tap and you focus on these especially women in anger we're never allowed to be angry <laughs> you know we, bring, we can bring those emotions to the fore and process them um and the the second main modality uses tre's trauma release exercises which is teaching it's deep embodiment it's teaching the client deep embodiment skills but the ability to find our natural tremor or shaking mechanism, which is the same mechanism we see in animals, animals in the wild, you will, will access this mechanism all the time, but also we see it in children. Um, and there are times in our life, but most of the time where we'll have experienced shaking at some point in our life, maybe at a stressful time. And in really simple terms, it's our body's ability to self-heal discharge cortisol and adrenaline and bring the body back into a state of harmony again. Um, so for example, when I went into labor with my son, my body, my body started tremoring when my waters broke. So my, I was scared about going into labor and all that it, that it might entail. And my body started to tremor to discharge that. Um, and often we, we have these moments in life when we do shape, but we associate it with something bad. Yeah. that it is bad for us it's a sign of weakness it's a sign of illness it's a sign of being out of control when actually it's just your body's very natural mechanism to discharge tension and a lot of um i teach a lot of big festivals teach big groups and teaching a couple of weeks time in kent big big wellness festival a lot of people will come up after me after me afterwards and say I've always shaken and I thought there was something wrong with me. I didn't, I didn't realize it was okay to shake. Um, and it is regulating it and learning to, to turn it on and off. That's the skill and the art and the mastery of the work. But uh, that, the mechanism is our, our ability to, to self heal. Um, and that's magical because you just part the story. You get out of your head, you come into your body you let your body do the talking. And for a lot of people, there's incredible freedom with that. They might have had years of therapy, but they're still stuck. They're stuck in their stuff. Mm. But they can come and find their body and the body can do the healing for them. And both together, both those modalities, they're a way of holding space for what's uncomfortable and discharging it in a safe way. And once you've learned how to use those two yourself, then yeah, my goal is to get the whole world shaking and tapping because then we'll we'll all be a lot happier. <laughs> I'd sign up to that. <laughs> I want to go to the festival. When's this on, Kate? It's the it's in, I'm I'm Kent based. It's the Kent Wellness Festival. It's the 11th and 12th of June. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm teach, I'm doing a free TRE class and a free um, EFT class. Um, and I've got a stand um, and it's, yeah, it's lovely. I, I went last year when they were, we were just coming out of the pandemic oh. and it was, it was so nice to be with people again, but it was, you know, it was quite, it was, you know, they got good football, but it was really quiet. But this year, I think there'll be a lot of people. It'll be, it'll be back and buzzy again this year. So I'm looking forward to that. And definitely somewhere for people to go. If you're around the Kent area, yeah. definitely go along and see you there. Yeah, I, w- I want to make the trip. So yeah. <laughs> I want to go, yeah. 
I think there's there's so much that you've talked about, Kate, that, you know, as we say, we want to ask you more about. But just to kind of sort of relate it to some of the things that Claire and I, you know, kind of talk about a lot, because we've talked there about this whole organism. And, you know, as you know, we're 3B, the mental well-being company. So, you know, and, and you know, we, we, there's a reason for us kind of sort of naming, you know, our organisation in that way is because we wanted to kind of let people know that we're, addressing the stuff that kind of affects our mind you know that that sort of is 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 such a block for us so you know when we we know that terminology is kind of like used you know kind of freely and we've all got our own interpretations of what these phrases mean but what does this term sort of mental well-being mean for you I I, I would come. I would come back to the whole organism thing. Mm. That the, that the organism in informs the whole organism informs any mental process. Um, and if we if we feel safe in general in life, our mental well being is is hugely enhanced. Um, and I think it's 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 a it's a constant feedback and it's a and it's a it's a it's a constant journey you know it's the spiral path I was saying earlier it's uh, our mental well-being maybe sometimes we just we we need to feel sad for a little bit and maybe we'll come through that mental well-being isn't just being happy all the time I, I, I yes access joy yes absolutely access all the the positive parts of life but being a human being isn't just being happy all the time Sometimes it's being it's being serious. Sometimes it's being reserved. Sometimes it's being selfish and accessing the parts of you that let you be selfish because that's the best thing for actually for your health. So maybe not giving everything to everybody, maybe having some boundaries and saying no, maybe all all those things are are mental well-being, maybe being lazy sometimes, maybe curling up with a book and doing nothing is mental well-being. Um, and maybe rushing around and doing some things fast for a little bit is that as well, you know, but it's, I think it's the complexity of that and working with all parts of ourselves. So working with the body, working with emotions as a, as an EFT practitioner, working with the energy field as well, I would offer, um, and thoughts and processes. But if we just stay at the strata of thought and process, we're only accessing a tiny part of our well-being um a bit of a convoluted answer but that would be that would be my answer to that <laughs> no very comprehensive and really really connects with all connected with me definitely there's I mean. lots of things that you said in there yeah that really does yeah connect with our, our whole philosophy and we, we talked about that before that our philosophies seem very very similar you're you are the kind of person like you said before some people yeah give off warning some people you just feel very open and, and and you are that kind of person for me I felt very comfortable in your in your company straight away that oh. there is something about that so but no but thank you because I love it when people talk about this and I love your passion it comes through really does thank you, thank you. yeah I am I am passionate we can move through traumatic times and it's and it is a journey but there there are tools I teach two tools there are other tools as well I'm passionate about what I do but it's about finding the the thing that is the right fit for you the right thing that helps you hold space for you Um, and find and find that sense I think I think the one of the greatest gifts the things that I teach have given me is a greater sense of self-acceptance. I'm more okay being me. I'm more, I can honour my sensitivity. I can I can honour my my feelings now. I can honour myself when when I get tripped up. It's yeah, I've been I've been tripped up. Um, and and I also still ask for a lot of help. You know, I still ask for help. I help other people now and I train other people, but I still get, I still get supervision. I still, I still take my stuff because if you're working with complex issues, your clients will bring you your stuff on a plate. If you've not dealt with it, if, you've, if your container's not clear <laughs> you know, and you work with trauma, they're going to bring you your stuff. <laughs> so, 
you still have to keep asking for help as well. You know, I had I had a client, a client come, uh, did a, a client interview this morning for a potential new client who was someone like me. They were really, really experienced, but they realised they'd hit a bump in the road. There was something else that they needed to deal with. Um, and we all we all have bumps in the road, but it's made me it's made it easier for me to be able to ask for that help rather than I'm finding safety and connection rather now rather than safety and isolation. Yeah. I love that. I think I love what you said then about, you know, we all have bumps in the road. And I think I think that's part of our programming is that, oh, well, you know, it's kind of like I've learned my life lessons, you know. I'm, I, you know what you're saying earlier about I should be I should know or I should be at this point by now should be able to deal with this thought I'd dealt with this but actually we're a continuous work in progress aren't we we're always learning we're always there's going to be things that come around the corner that you know kind of veer us off in one direction or another you know we can't possibly be we're not finished you know because till we're done you know if you know what I mean and it, and so it's kind of naive of us really to to think that it, it could be any other way and and I love thinking of it as bumps in the road because that just feels like yeah we can deal with a bump in the road we've got tools at our disposal we've got resources we've got people that we can ask and I think you, you know hearing your voice Kate it, it resonates a lot with Claire and I's philosophy and what we try to kind of share with people but I think it's just so lovely and refreshing to kind of hear other people you know kind of saying similar things and and that well you're out there spreading that word you know wide and far you know you're going to the festival you've got your kind of clients that you're working with so I think it's kind of like this this domino effect isn't it the more that we talk about these things and the more that we get everybody to realize that none of us are perfect and that actually it'd be really boring you know, if, you know, if we were kind of living our lives on this sort of even keel, it's we're here to express ourselves. We're here to feel things. We're here to kind of support one another and to kind of, like you say, well, well-being isn't about, you know, kind of having this, oh, what am I trying to say here? I suppose, you know, what you were saying before there, it's not just about kind of like fluffy affirmations or po positivity. You know, it's about kind of, getting down and dirty with it and sort of like experiencing all of it but then knowing kind of what to do next and that's that that kind of build up of knowledge and understanding and that to me is sort of what it's all about I hope I'm making some kind of sense to everybody this afternoon and what you were talking about philosophies you know and, and Claire you mentioned about you know this sort of connection with our philosophies and I I think a lot of what Kate's been talking about really sits with our three B's um yeah. you know and and so the three B's are the foundation of how we sort of live and and, and work you know how we carry out that work with others the be the believe and the breathe um so everything sort of comes back to this philosophy of supporting ourselves and others it's something that you said about being who you are and being comfortable with that and it was so great to hear you say that you know you're kind of kind of more in that space these days mm. um you know and to sort of believe in yourself and your abilities you know you talked about some of the techniques that you use there with the EFT particularly helping people sort of overcome limiting mm. blocks and beliefs um and part of that is about knowing yourself and being able to own those thoughts and emotions and to believe in what you're capable of and as we said before the breathe is about making time for that you know, every day really to pause and to make some time for you in whatever feels right for you. You know, and, and as we said earlier, we're not saying this is how you do it. Go away, off you go. Here's your, you know, kind of instructions. For there's how only one way. No, there's yeah. <laughs> how to do the three Bs. Here you go, off you are. So we'd love for you to kind of share what what it is you. What do you think about three Bs and sort of how are you bringing those into your life? Do you suppose? Yeah, I, I just to reiterate when I when I read your um, your uh, philosophy on the website, I really resonated with what you were saying because I think we, I think there's there's a lot of snake oil in the well being markets. There's there's a lot of people selling instant results, 
and only one way, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think it, you're right in the, in the, you know, your philosophy with coaching is that the client has all the answers within them. They're all there within the client. They're all there within us. But either we're extending too much energy, keeping those beach balls underwater, and it's too exhausting, or our nervous system is completely overwhelmed, um, as my was. You know, my cortisol was was hit the roof. And when and when your nervous system's overwhelmed, you can't access those answers. Primitive brain's running the show when you don't feel safe. But the primitive brain is running the show, so it's it's impossible to to be. You can't be what you are is somebody who's fighting the beach balls or your, your nervous system's gone off the Richter scale. So you start, you will then start believing things that aren't true. So you lose your sense of self and your sense of self belief. Um, and yeah, and from a really simple physiological level, often you can't breathe because your diaphragm shut down. <laughs> your diaphragm's completely shut down. We we have a we have a saying in the in the TRE world that we you know we don't we don't mind if the client is laughing or crying as long as their diaphragm's releasing. <laughs> because because you get that inner connection starts to come inwardly, and often the when the when the fascia starts to soften and the client starts to connect internally huge shifts are suddenly made emotionally and psychologically that they can or they can physically breathe again and they can suddenly feel themselves for the first time um and that's often life truly life-changing um i was working with a client um a few months ago who had really severe flashbacks really really severe classic PTSD really severe flashbacks I don't know what the story is I don't need to know the story with TRE we don't need to know that we don't need to know the detail and this client had had years years of therapy nothing had shifted it she was just hijacked regularly and I taught her TRE and we did it over very slowly very gently in no way rushing it over a series of sessions and Away from, from me one day, a flashback came. A flashback came when she, when she was at home and she had a lovely husband who was very supportive. He was able to say to her, do you think you could try TRE? Do you think you could try shaking in this, in this moment? And she did. And she got into her body and she processed that flashback that had hijacked her her whole life because she let the body, she was able to find that enough safety in the body to be able to, to do that without going into analysis, without having to go back and, and, and relive the story of the flashback, she was able to just process it. And to me, that's magical. That moves people through difficult times. We can let the body, we can breathe again. We can let the body do what it needs to. Now that's, that's, a, that's, a, mag that's a magical story. Not, not, not everything that happens with every client is, is that magical. But it is often really, truly profound. I, I don't have technical experiences in, 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 in my own process, but I, I like myself a lot more now and I'm a more happy and comfortable human being. And uh, there's no drama attached to that, but there is a, there's more joy. And that's, that's the important thing in life. <laughs> yeah, so the first time you, tell, you said that about your let's say I'm emotional and um, the first time you said that about you're more comfortable being you it really just it connects with me this way I get emotional and that just about your clients it's it's powerful and it's just um yeah the, these are not tears of sadness it's the, the emotion is that she's been able to do something she's been able to break through that which is so, so important and that you've been able to support that through with her. And it's, that's just, yeah, it's, it's powerful to hear um, to the point where it gets me like this. Thank you for sharing that. You're I really, welcome. Welcome. yeah, I really connected with that. It gets, it gets me too. It really, it gets me too. That's, yeah, that's, I, that's why I want, that's why I'm here. That's why I want to share this work with the world because it can yeah. really help people. Um, that's important.
it just feels like everything that you're talking about, Kate, is is so important. It feels like something we need to go and shout from the rooftops, you know, and that everybody needs to know about. And that, you know, because we talk, don't we, about being a human, you don't get a manual, but it feels like, you know, our life is about learning about ourselves and understanding, you know, kind of why all this stuff's going on for us. You know, why wouldn't we want to know about this? Why wouldn't we want to process, heal, you know, be more comfortable in our own skin with who we are? Um, you know, because it's, it's wasted otherwise, isn't it? You know, I am... Um, I, I mean, our time this afternoon is kind of absolutely flying by. And, uh, you know, I'm conscious of one kind of like one thing I wanted to sort of ask you is like if someone's listening to this and it's kind of resonating with them and they don't quite know what to do or, you know, where to turn. Obviously, you've got information on your website, but what would, what would you say to somebody that's sort of looking to kind of maybe take that first step in sort of finding out about how they can support themselves? If you have concerns about your relationship, any relationship in your life, if it doesn't feel right, there are key red flags you can look for. There's a free download on my website you can download about toxic relationships. Um, you are not mad, you are not bad, you are not crazy. I will believe you so many clients walk through my door thinking they will never be believed. I didn't think I would ever, I would ever be believed. Um, it's so important to find that safe place because from a place of safety, we can then heal, we can shift, we can change. Um, so yeah, please, please check that out. I have a free EFT manual you can download. You can, you can learn to tap for yourself for self-care. That's also on my website. Please do that. Um, and I think it's, it's, particularly covert abuse particularly what I experienced it is insidious it is an insidious remember the lobster in the pot it's an insidious sense of erosion of self but that doesn't mean that that's who you are it's not who you are it's something that was done to you um and Sadly, there are people in the world who will do that to you. I didn't want to believe that there was, um, but there are. Um, but that's not, a, again, not a reflection on you as, a, as, a, as the human organism. Um, so please do reach out if you feel that you or you have some concerns. But um, you can download my free, free red flags so you can, you can get an idea of actually is, is this you. Um, and remember that the conditioning that particularly a covert abuser will apply to, to their victim, um, it is one of the most addictive um, processes that any human being can. It's the same as being addicted to a drug. In fact, it's worth, worse because you've got oxytocin as well as dopamine in there. You become addicted to your abuser. Um, and that is... A, a physiological as much as a psychological experience as well and again that doesn't make you mad or bad or broken it just means that you've been conditioned but it's entirely possible to break that conditioning as well um, and if you're listening to this and you know you're in a toxic relationship but you're finding it hard to walk away know that you can and the reason why you're finding it so hard is because you're physiologically addicted as much as psychologically because it's all to do with with the reward chemicals in the body um, so just want to reassure anyone who's listening to that. As you say, it's, it is complex, isn't it? We are complex as human beings. And I think we tend to think of ourselves in kind of very straightforward ways, you know, kind of that plus that equals that. But in this case, yeah, it's not. Kate, you mentioned about these fantastic free resources on your website. Um, what is your website address? Where can people find you? It is my name, which is Kate Munden, M-U-N-D-E-N.com. KateMunden.com. Okay. And we'll be sharing a link to Kate's website um, on our social media pages and on uh, HCR social media pages as well. So um, you'll be able to look that information up very shortly. Um, Kate, it's time to play your song. 
um, so you, you've chosen a song, um, as we ask all our guests to do on the show. Um, tell us a bit about the song that you've chosen and, you know, what it means for you. I think I've chosen Florence and the Machine, You've Got the Love, um, and we all have the love inside us. Sometimes life comes along and we've got a lot of stuff sitting on top of the love, particularly the self-love, particularly the self-love. Um, and for me, this is just an anthem that, yeah, we all, we all have the love inside us. It's there. It's there for us to access. So you've got the love, folks. There you go. That was Florence and the Machine. Fantastic. Great choice there, Kate. Thank you for that. Um, it's been such a pleasure. To have you hasn't it Claire? Oh it really has yeah definitely you have to come back Kate I think yeah. there's just so much more we we want to talk <laughs> to you about so yeah definitely pencils in for later in the year because we would love to have you back. Yeah. Oh, I would love to come back I've really really enjoyed it I'm feeling deep resonance with both of you and it's just it's just a joy a joy to talk to you both. Likewise, and I think, you know, what Claire was saying before about kind of just so much resonating. I think I need to go away and kind of process in my own way with some thoughts and some feelings. And no doubt Claire and I will be having a huge conversation yeah. about this conversation. <laughs> Most well. certainly. Yes. <laughs> um, great connections made today, this afternoon. So thank you so much, Kate, for joining us. Um, you've been listening to Kate Munden our interview with Kate and we are Claire and Sue and this is Let's Talk Wellbeing. That was an extract from our radio show Let's Talk Wellbeing. You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com.